It's one o'clock. I'm Barry O'Rourke. The top stories. Officials report dozens of coronavirus cases in Kwai Chung as the last extended lockdowns are lifted. A government expert advisor warns that the SAR could face a Covid spike after the Lunar New Year. And the police commissioner warns that adding disclaimers won't shield journalists from criminal liability. Extended lockdowns in the virus-stricken Kwai Chung estate have all finally been lifted and residents of Ying Kwai House and Ha Kwai House were cleared to leave their blocks this morning. Health officials said they tested and found dozens more COVID-19 cases after testing thousands of people. Sean Kennedy has more. They said officials were assigned to check almost 800 households at Ying Kwai House in Kwai Chung estate between January 22nd and January 28th and 59 confirmed COVID cases were found. Officials said they found a total of 16 cases at Hakwai House between January 24th and January 28th after checking more than 700 households. Health officials earlier decided to extend lockdowns at Kwai Chung Estate after a surge in the number of Omicron cases. Separately, officials lifted overnight lockdowns in Chunwan and Hung Hom after no positive results were found. A government expert advisor, Wallace Lau, says he's worried that the SAR's COVID outbreak will worsen after the Chinese New Year holidays next week. Professor Lau advises the government on coronavirus vaccinations, urges the public to limit gatherings, wear masks and maintain personal hygiene. He said the current wave of COVID outbreaks is likely to last a long time. Actually, I don't think uh, it will be over within the next one to two months, especially with the recent you know, discoveries of quite a lot of uh, unknown uh, origin cases. The expert added that it's too early for Hong Kong to think about living with COVID and he hopes at least 90% of every age group in the city can have at least one dose of COVID vaccine. DAB lawmaker Holden Chow has called on the government to provide a $1,000 subsidy for frontline cleaners and security guards for seven months. Mr Chow told a press conference that these frontline workers have a heavy workload and have been at risk of, uh, of COVID infection because of Omicron. He said the government should pay allowances so they can buy protective equipment and also reward them for their work during the pandemic. Here's Mr Chow. In the past, the government has already provided $1,000 subsidy for cleaning workers. Uh, I think I recall that in 2020, starting from March, they have begun to provide this uh, subsidy to cleaning workers. And that, that lasts for about seven months. So what I urge the government is to revive that sort of program. And in light of the uh, outbreak of the Omicron, I believe that the government should do that to compensate the cleaning workers. Turning overseas now, and scientists believe they've made a breakthrough in explaining why people living with long COVID experience breathlessness. Doctors using traditional CT scans to examine the lungs have been unable to identify the cause of the problem. But a new style of test has given useful results, as the BBC's Catherine Burns reports. Volunteers were asked to inhale xenon gas as they had an MRI scan. It behaves like oxygen and should cross instantly from the lungs into the bloodstream. But these tests showed it wasn't happening as smoothly in some long COVID patients. There are still plenty of questions researchers want to answer, including exactly what is causing these lung abnormalities. The numbers on the trial have been small so far, but the team has described the initial results as very exciting. The next step is a larger study. Back locally, and Police Commissioner Raymond Sue has warned that media organisations won't be exempted from criminal liability, even if they add disclaimers saying they don't intend to incite hatred or discontent with the government. 
During a morning radio show, Mr Sue was asked about the arrest of journalists on sedition charges and the subsequent closure of several media organisations. He stressed that the basic law protects press freedom, but only when journalists provide accurate information and report sincerely. Here's the police chief. I think these disclaimers are quite meaningless because if you've really broken the law, you can't hypnotise yourself into thinking that you haven't done it. Making such disclaimers is useless. And now to the weather forecast. It'll be mainly cloudy but with sunny intervals this afternoon. Moderate northeasterly winds. The winds will strengthen from the north overnight and temperatures will fall appreciably with one or two light rain patches. The outlook becoming cold tomorrow and staying cold and windy with a few rain patches over the Lunar New Year holidays. Currently the observatory, it's 20 degrees Celsius with the relative humidity now at 76%. You're listening to the news on RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The top U.S. military official, General Mark Milley, has said that the Russian troop buildup on Ukraine's border is the largest since the Cold War, and the conflict would be horrific. General Milley, who's chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, said the assembled Russian forces could cause widespread loss. Given the type of forces that are arrayed, uh, the ground maneuver forces, the artillery, the ballistic missiles, the air forces, uh, all of it packaged together, if that was unleashed on Ukraine, It would be significant, very significant, and it would result in a significant amount of casualties. uh, And and you can imagine what that might look like in dense urban areas, uh, along roads and so on and so forth. It would be horrific. Earlier, the Russian leader, Vladimir Putin, reportedly told his French counterpart, Emmanuel Macron, that he had no plans for an offensive. The British Home Secretary, Priti Patel, has approved the extradition to the United States of the British entrepreneur, Mike Lynch, who founded a company called Autonomy. He's accused of multi-billion dollar fraud. It follows a legal victory yesterday by the US tech firm Hewlett-Packard, ending Britain's biggest ever fraud trial. Mr Lynch denies any wrongdoing and is to appeal against the extradition order. The BBC's Shona McCallum has more. Autonomy's founder, Mike Lynch, was once seen as Britain's answer to Bill Gates. The firm said it had developed software capable of sifting through huge data sets. In 2011, Hewlett-Packard bought the business for £8.2 billion. But two years later, the American company said it had written down Autonomy's value by 80% of the purchase price because its previous owner had artificially inflated reported revenues and revenue growth. Mr Lynch denied all the allegations and said the failure of the acquisition occurred because of HP's mismanagement. But Hewlett-Packard took legal action both here and in the US. The Brazilian president, Jair Bolsonaro, has refused to appear at the federal police headquarters in Brasilia, as ordered by a Supreme Court judge on Monday, on Thursday. Mr Bolsonaro has appealed to the court against the decision by Judge Alexandre de Moraes. The BBC's Leonardo Rocha has this report. The judge gave the president 24 hours to answer police questions about an alleged leak of confidential information during a live online broadcast he did last year. Part of the information was also published on Mr. Bolsonaro's Twitter account. During the broadcast, Mr. Bolsonaro discussed undisclosed details of a Supreme Court investigation against him. He's accused of disseminating incorrect data in an attempt to discredit the Brazilian electoral system. The relationship between the President and the Supreme Court has been extremely difficult since he came into power three years ago. 
In football, the English Premier League is on a winter break this weekend, but the action is hotting up in Cameroon at the African Cup of Nations. With a look ahead to the weekend's action, here's the BBC's Maz Farouki. We're down to the final eight this weekend at the Africa Cup of Nations. It's been a dream debut for the Gambia with huge results already against the likes of Guinea. But how will they fare in a quarterfinal tie against arguably now the tournament favourites and the hosts, Cameroon? Vincent Abubakar has been the standout striker so far at the tournament. Can he add to the six goals he already has on Saturday? Tunisia made it through the group stage without overly impressing, but their shock win over Nigeria was another huge moment at this AFCON, and it's unlikely they will be underestimated again in their last eight tie against Burkina Faso. Sunday's games are expected to feature two of the biggest names from the English Premier League, with first Mohamed Salah and his Egypt team facing a Morocco side who have yet to sparkle in Cameroon. Surprisingly for a team boasting one of the most exciting strikers in the world, Egypt have scored just two goals in four matches and needed a penalty shootout to make the last eight. And Sadio Mane has insisted all is well after he was concussed playing for Senegal on Tuesday. But his team will be big, big favourites against Equatorial Guinea. And a week after his death, the rock star Meatloaf's most popular album, Bat Out of Hell, has re-entered the UK charts at number three, its highest ever placing. Released in 1977, the operatic rock album originally failed to chart at all, only starting to sell the following year when Meatloaf appeared on a BBC television show. It became one of the best-selling albums ever. Meatloaf died last Friday, aged 74. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Officials report dozens of coronavirus cases in Kwai Chung as the last extended lockdowns are lifted. A government expert advisor warns that the SAR could face a Covid spike after the Lunar New Year. And the police commissioner warns that adding disclaimers won't shield journalists from criminal liability. And you've been listening to the news on RTHK. And from the bright spark himself right here in HK, Mr David wants some lion sleep tonight. Oh, yeah.
And let's get one tune in before the king steps in. Here's some Boston. Peace of mind. Right here on Radio 3 with me, classic Michael Lance. 